0: everybody, and welcome to Episode 3 of the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, Uh, the podcast for uh, working musicians trying to figure out what it is they're supposed to be doing. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson.
1: And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray.
0: So we had tried to um, make an episode earlier this week, and it all went to crud. So (laughs) this is going to be a Tales from the Gig episode, and um, where we just kind of regale you guys with what? we've had going on, um, so that you can kind of commiserate with our, uh, with our situation. And we will be back hopefully next week with a fresh new episode with some good stuff.
1: Yeah. So just, um, we hadn't really chatted about that before starting on this, but I like the idea of having, you know, sort of content episodes that might be longer, might be a little more planned out. And then episodes that we sort of declare are going to be more chatty, more looser, probably about Sort of our experience and, and sharing what's going on with us. And I think it's really it's a good design.
0: Yeah, and hopefully this means that uh, it won't require much editing and it will still be available to you uh, today. Uh, that's yeah.
1: the the goal at least. Yeah, we recorded a whole content episode on what was it
0: Sunday? Uh, it was Monday night.
1: Mon- Monday, yeah, yeah, Monday night, and uh, a whole uh, my half of the conversation didn't record for some strange reason. So and- it was a great rehearsal for when we really do that content for real.
0: Yeah, it would have been really confusing because you were really doing most of the heavy lifting, so it would have just been an episode of me going, Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But listen, we rehearsed for a reason, right? So yep. we you know, in, in recapping and holding our heads after we saw that it didn't record, uh we saw some ways to tighten it up and have it be a better episode when we finally get get it actually in the can. So
0: Yeah, next week should be a good time. We might be able to get ahead of this actually next week. Yeah. So anywho, um, the last time we spoke, um, you were prepping for the clanking Lincoln's first foray into the frat party experience. So, yeah. um, and I, I was really, uh, I woke up this morning with some feedback, uh, coming from the actual performance, which I thought was hilarious. So, Jeez. um, <laughs> no, that was I did,
1: I, I texted, I texted at the break. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and regale us with uh, how last night went, and the fact that you're well, you know you're doing this at ten in the morning kind of indicates that you know you had a good time and you were you had some time to uh, recoup and recover t- to uh, let us know how it went.
1: Oh, I'm, I feel like I've been hazed. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's ten in the morning, but it's uh, there's a nap in my imminent future. Um, yeah. So you ever have one of those gigs where like on your way to it and the setup of it there's Every potential for total disaster.
0: Yeah, that's like every gig.
1: Well, you know, I mean, there, there's always that risk. But um, so this was our first frat party, and um, I was down a guy. My, my uh, co frontman, Justin, um, had an obligation that he couldn't make it, and also. Uh, has had some kind of rough experiences at frat parties and didn't, isn't really interested in that scene. So probably as we do these, we will most likely be a three-piece, yeah. um, which is fine. We've done that some. It works. Uh, it's still recognizably the clanky Lincoln's. Um, so I went into it with his concerns sort of in the back of my head about how rowdy a crowd gets at a frat party and how, um, um, you know, the potential for uh, catastrophe caused just by the environment. Um, plus this show was an hour away from my home and an hour and a half away from the drummer and bassist. And when I booked it, I knew this, my bassist let me know that he had a family obligation that ended two hours before downbeat at a location, an hour and a half away from the party. So he'd be showing up half an hour before the, the show started. And we knew that and it was cool. You know, he said, I totally can make it, not a problem. I won't be able to participate in setup, which is fine. Uh, You know, I can set up the whole rig myself in 30, 35 minutes. Um, So we signed on to that sort of timing risk. Um, I got there at uh, about two and a half hours before the show starts. I like to give myself plenty of time. And walked in, found my contact, very nice young man. And, in fact, all of the guys in this house were were really – Great and personable, and like had no attitude. They were grateful to have us there. You know, it's like very um, welcomed just walking in the door. Um, And we walked, they walked me into the Great Hall in the front house, which uh, looking at it from outside, I swear to God, it was Hogwarts. It was like (laughs) this enormous building that, you know, presumably it's all bedrooms and whatnot upstairs. But um, what I saw was the Great Hall. And it was not a huge room, but big enough for a dance party of 50 to 75 people probably. And then a kitchen and open space behind that, which was also party space. There was a beer pong game that lasted the entire night up in there. Uh, And they showed me, they have these stage risers that some crafty um, frat boy uh, built years ago. They're probably four by eight Mm -hmm. and maybe 18 inches off the ground. And two strapping young college lads carried out, uh, at my instruction, four of them. So we set up a stage that was eight feet deep by 16 feet wide and pretty much took up the width of the room against one edge. And uh, that so handled my concern about people dancing up on top of us or stumbling over our gear or knocking over. I mean, all all of the sort of equipment catastrophes in my mind were totally handled by that.
0: Yeah. You had said before that you like, we like being on the floor. And I was like, just wait, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And, um, so we set up, did a quick sound check, just the two of us drums and and guitar and and vocals and everything sounded fun. It just all sound good. Um, and then I got the text from the bassist that he actually left his thing a little bit early. He was going to be there even earlier than he said, which was totally great. And he, absolutely was there exactly when he said it was even better than advertised. Um, we started the show bang on time and had a full dance floor, literally from the first note to the last note. And we played stuff that well, we had a couple like very modern things. We did, um, feel it still, um, Kick by the ocean. Uh, we did our lady Gaga, number which is a big hit with the ladies we did our extended crazy i will survive um and and some classic rock stuff i was surprised at the uptake i got on um, uh, sympathy for the devil anyway it was a big crowd fun crowd very engaged and in fact less rowdy than some bar crowds i've played to. And, um, just really appreciative and, and, and engaged with us and, and great to play to We really, really had a good time. We really had a good time way better than, you know, the, the scenarios i pictured in my head.
0: Yeah. So what you just, you know, experienced was the, uh, the ideal frat party scenario. Um, It really was. The last frat party I played uh, was us on the floor getting beer spilled all over us while we played 311 covers. And then one of the competing uh, frat houses uh, snuck in and pulled the fire alarm uh, because their party was bigger than the other house's party. Um, And I think I might have made $100 off that gig, and I was like, meh, Uh this isn't really funny. Yeah. So congratulations. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was good. I do think I'm going to be uh, a little choosy about those in the future. Um, there was one that an opportunity came to us um, online for a year end kind of graduation party for a frat that is going to be um, your fancy dress suits and suits and ball gowns and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, it feels like a kind of a different vibe from yeah. Your average weekend, so we'll, we'll probably consider that and charge a premium because it's at the very expensive private college down the road. So uh, that'll be. Yeah,
0: we've you know. had some inquiries come in for graduation parties as of recent. Um, we just haven't been able to to agree on price point, but it's a it's during a busy month, and and you know we're not really hurting for the business. But right. um, yeah, that that it kind of is the season for those uh, for those events to pop up. So
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you the other thing, the other thing that looked on the way into the show, like it might've been a train wreck. And, um, you, I'm sure you've experienced this, uh, during soundcheck for part of it, my monitor was not high enough and I've, I was like kind of shouting over top of the mix. And as we finished soundcheck, my voice was starting to hurt. Even just two, two soundcheck songs. in, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh God, like it really was my voice felt and my throat, fell thick and, um, and hoarse and dry and, um, <laughs> I said to Tony, who's our drummer and who also wears a, um, headset mic and sings some backup and, and lead on a couple of tunes. So maybe you may, you may need to step in here. It's like, Oh, it's going to be the first two <laughs> words of the song over and over again. Cause I don't know any of the lyrics. Um, I carry a product with me and this is a, this is an endorsement I'm happy to give called singers saving grace. Are you familiar with this?
0: Uh, I have not, I've heard of others, but, Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's um it's I get it
1: on you know on Amazon or at uh, like Whole Foods. It's an herbal thing. I have it in my hand right here. I'm looking at it, um, and it includes yerba masa and stone root and licorice and um, all those things sound tasty. This stuff tastes like death. It tastes yeah, like they warm all do. death. Oh, it's horrific. But a couple of squirts of that and a pint of water and. By the time we got to downbeat, my I'd kind of loosened up and I was feeling it. She said, eh, "I'm probably going to be okay." And then, by the time we were two or three songs in, I was in full voice and doing great. Gotcha. But uh, there was another moment in the night where it looked like this could be a complete disaster, and uh, and then everything worked out.
0: We could do an entire episode about like singers' stuff. Um, yeah, because singing it, from a, from at least a musician standpoint is the closest thing to pitching I can think of. Um, you uh, know, it doesn't like you can have a bad day and still play guitar fine. Um, if yeah. you have a bad day or, you know, you've got something on your mind, um, singing can be hard, uh, because it's a bunch yeah. of things that have to work all in conjunction with one another. And most of the time you aren't cognizant of it. Right. But yeah, I see us like entertainers, secret throat spray and all that stuff. Um, I, I honestly stopped, uh, there's a, I think that there might be a slight placebo effect to those kinds of products. Um, but you know, it does, I will say that, you know, if you have a cup of throat coat tea, it does make your throat feel better. Um, yeah. but nothing really beats, uh, a good warm up routine and plenty of hydration. Yeah. And having That's a good, sure. uh, mindset.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that really is. That really is true. It's, it's, it's such a physically, um, integrated thing. You know, if you're it's, it's amazing, like uncomfortable shoes will mess up my singing sometimes, yep. you know, anything that's just physically a little out of, out of kilter, um, has an impact. And a lot of times I can, I can, I can play through it and sing through it. But, uh, but then you get my performance of singing through it. Mm hmm. <laughs> right? which is not it is a the performance I want to give yeah yeah
0: good stuff uh and the uh the additional songs you guys picked up uh for the rodeo theme went over well
1: oh yeah oh my god you know this crowd sang along to a lot of things but um rather than dancing to Tennessee whiskey which was the purpose of it uh they just stood there and sang it with me that's including cool. all of the all of the ornate you know business that that I was mimicking somewhat, I was also kind of making. Wait, it you my didn't house, hit that run? I do. No, that was the one piece I do because how are you not going to do? Ah, 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 I mean, it's, you got to do that. Yeah. It's like the it's like the It'd be like not playing the first solo and comfortably numb, note for note. That's true. Um, but the rest, I was I was uh, improvising on somewhat, and and they were they were right with me. They were right with me. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, – I'm not sure about slow jams with this this crowd because um, between that and uh, the other slow tune we did was Let's Get It On. And I expected a lot more coupling up. I think that these are um, – uh, if there are couples in the crowd, they're casual. Mm-hmm. and um, There were certainly some couples dancing, but it was um, – the slow tunes did not pair them off the way I expected them to
0: that could be a generational thing or, you know, sure. I guess we'll, I, I, like I said, I've been out of the game too long. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to know. Well, fantastic, man. That's a, that's a yeah, literally best case scenario. Yeah. It
1: was very good. It was very good. How much have you been up to anything fun?
0: So yeah. Um, on Wednesday I had the previous episode, I well, actually know that's not true because the previous episode was this week and it didn't happen. Um, I had mentioned to Dan that I had gotten a call to fill in, um, for another band, um, and we had had a light month and I had the time to do it. So I was like, sure, why not? Um, and on Wednesday, I got a call from their band leader and said, Hey, I typically do this acoustic duo thing, um, at this venue right by your house. Uh, we've had a family emergency pop up and I don't have child care. Would you be able to fill in? I was like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, I was happy to do it. And, um, you know, so, I didn't really have much time to prepare and didn't i hadn't done one of these gigs in a long long time. Um, the solo acoustic thing was something I did a lot in college and um kind of right outside of school but um uh, kind of fell to the wayside when I got busier um but it's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities for guys to uh to get out there and make a little money um yeah. And some guys make a lot of money and they do it, you know, five nights a week.
1: So, That's true. um, I think there are a lot more venues to do solo acoustic than than would take a whole band. Oh, for sure. I think there's a lot more opportunity out there for that.
0: Yeah. This particular venue does live music, um, most nights of the week and full bands on the weekends. Um, uh-huh. so I, um, I, I kind of pieced together what I had left. And one of the things that I did have, uh, and I think everybody who does this kind of work should have is I, at some point, made a laminated made laminated copies of my song lists, um, and at the beginning of the night, I just kind of throw them out on tables uh, in front of the performance area. And what it does is it kind of sets up a uh, a monetary exchange protocol. Hmm. So what happens typically, just in my experience, is that um, if somebody sees a song that they want to hear, they ask for that song, and in exchange for you providing them the song, they feel more obligated to tip you. Yeah. So, um, the other guy who, uh, was a part of this, uh, was game for that. We kind of looked over the list and, um, he's like, yeah, I know most of these. Let's go ahead and, and go off your list. Um, and I had one on, on stage with me and, uh, we started and played, we played some of his songs and I played some of my songs and then, you know, that the whole thing started rolling. Uh, people started walking up and putting the requests in and um, overall it was a pretty good night. Um, one of the things though that I had not experienced in a while was that this was a smoking venue uh, yeah. in Georgia they uh they prohibit smoking in restaurants unless they are strictly 18 and up and this place was uh they actually have a bar area that is completely cordoned off from the rest of the restaurant uh that is 18 and up and is smoking and i'm co- being reminded of that as i'm using the same microphone uh <laughs> wednesday night uh to record this right now and it stinks um and all of my gear stinks and my car stinks uh when I got home, I literally walked over to the laundry room, took every, like took everything off and walked straight into the shower. Like I didn't even want to bring it upstairs into the bedroom. Uh, it was just, you know, that whole thing about having a 15 year old venue that has been smoking since day one is, uh, and it's tough on your voice and it's tough on everything. Uh, my eyes hurt and I was congested and all of that stuff. And, just something you don't really think about. And there were some technical issues with the, uh, the PA that was brought in, um, and there were no monitors. So it was just kind of a throw-and-go kind of deal for three straight hours, and uh, we opted to be on our feet, uh, which is, you know, it can be fun because you can move around and um, puts a little more energy into the whole deal. But by the end of it, uh, my hands hurt and my feet hurt and all of that yeah. stuff. And I was like, man... I uh, I don't necessarily miss this.
1: Yeah, you know um, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, uh, one of the things that I've been had more attention on as I uh, let's be honest age <laughs> is sort of setting myself up for physical ease in terms of setup and lugging gear and all that stuff. I think it'd be a good conversation for one of our content episodes about you know the things that we've done to make it easier to load in and load out and set up because i've I've certainly um had some attention on uh you know when i was 20
0: (laughs) i didn't think about this stuff
1: (laughs) yeah no i can throw subs around like anything and uh uh, i still can (laughs) but it's not as good an idea anymore and i pay for it the next morning
0: yeah i mean i had it was wednesday's one of my gym days so i had put in a full hour and a half already um it, it may have been fine if I, you know, if I if it had been like a rest day or I wasn't, I, I didn't go so hard um, in the paint, as they say. But, yeah, um, yeah I woke up the next day uh, on very little sleep and, uh, yeah, I'm just hurt all over. It was great.
1: All right. All right. All right. That's what I was texting with the band this morning, just make sure everybody got home okay. I said, anybody else feel like you got hazed last
0: night? <laughs> Not, did, did that one go over well or? I, uh, uh, like did, not, did not they really. laugh? Was it funny? Uh,
1: no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I was texting, so I didn't, they're usually really, you're, you're right. It was, a, it may have been a sucky joke because usually they're like, oh, but, uh, I got nothing.
0: So yeah, they're, they're, probably because you know, they're half out of it as well.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the morning after you get hazed, yeah. is, uh,
0: last night was the first full night of sleep I got this week. So, uh, I, I can definitely relate to that. Right well it's i'm glad that everything went well and um yeah. you know you learn some some cool stuff and hopefully that opens the doors for that market for you guys and um uh, i got back out in the uh in that mix and it was it was cool to play some stuff that i hadn't played in a while and um the, what, kind of, what kind of stuff did you do you know like i said i had done this primarily in the early 2000s so it was lots of 90s um and then some classic rock stuff that just doesn't you know, doesn't jive with the other bands that I play with. So, you know, things like Pink Floyd and, um, John Fogarty and, nice. you know, Elvis Costello, like just stuff that you don't normally get to play. Um, yeah. In a band situation that people wouldn't necessarily want to hear. we actually, it was kind of like an open mic deal. So we actually had a couple guys come up and that was my break. It was just weird though, because it happened during the last hour we were supposed to play, So I didn't even have to sing the last song that we did. Somebody else did. So I, you know, I got to mingle a little bit. There were people that hung out online. I was like, Hey, thanks for coming out. You know, um, I have this other thing and you know, you know, it was kind of a a networking opportunity.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Oh, every gig needs to be a networking opportunity. That's all episode. I hate
0: networking. I'm not good at it. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, uh, yeah, it, it, it is in my skill set, so uh, we can talk about that. Good
0: stuff. Well, this is a nice little uh, nice little episode and a good way to wrap it up. So we'll go ahead and call it and hopefully without much edits, I can get this thing up in the store by lunchtime. Cool. All right, man. From Atlanta, Georgia. This is Adam Johnson
1: from Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray.
0: And this has been the Cover Band Confidential Podcast. Have a good week.